as we settle into another day of practice. See if you can settle into your posture and recover a sense of aspiration. Your aspiration to be free, your aspiration to be present, your aspiration to cultivate more love and patience, whatever qualities of heart and mind that you honor, see if you can bring forth again that renewed courage to make the most of this day. You can courageously take this one seat the seat of the present moment and connecting intimately with your beautiful breath. See if you can arouse a sense of contentment and ease with things just as they are. whether there are struggles present, difficulties, something in the middle, or whether you're experiencing ease right now, very natural, open, restful ease. See if you can find a place of patience, acceptance, relaxation with this moment just as it is. And out of that courage to show up to be here, see if you can also arouse a sense of delight, a sense of interest and curiosity. Can you deepen your intimacy with things just as they are? The intimacy goes beyond acceptance It's a way of holding space for whatever you find, moment by moment. Settling in and courageously opening up to each moment just as it is. Not resisting. Go further today than you've ever gone before in knowing yourself, 
open further up to the body, open further up to the breath, open up to the range of emotions that play through your heart, open up to the states of mind that arrive and pass, And let this day be an embodied day. Let the breath be how you stay grounded, stay present, stay intimate. So whether you're opening up to something difficult or some beautiful state of mind is arising Let the breath be the basis of how you explore that experience. Either you're settled in on the breath and other experiences naturally fall aside or see if you can use the breath as a way to deepen your intimacy with whatever you're experiencing.
as Richard mentioned last night, as we deepen our intimacy with our breath, the whole of who we are shows up. The full range of our joys and sorrows pass through us while we're breathing. You get to experiment with the best way to meet you, to meet each moment. Sometimes putting those difficulties or joys aside so that you stay connected with the breath. Sometimes you can merge the breath with whatever is coming up, and that's the best way to meet it. And there are times when putting the breath aside deepens your intimacy with whatever is arising. You get to experiment. You'll also get to see while you breathe that nothing is static. Everything is in motion. You get to see while you breathe that moments that are deeply satisfying are transient and learn not to make a problem out of passing joys. Learn not to make a problem out of passing difficulties. And you get to see that it's really not your, in your control to decide what's going to happen. It's all based on changing conditions. You get to go for the ride and experience the ever-changing conditions, the coming and going of experiences. And you can use your breath or put it aside to see what helps you best meet the flow of these changing circumstances. And if you have put the breath aside for a while or feel somewhat adrift, you can always come back home again and reconnect to this in and out breath. Letting it guide you back into the body. 
back into intimacy with things just as they are.
So there's that uh, fairy tale of the princess and the pea. <clears throat> and the princess was quite a meditator. When she laid down on a mattress, felt very deeply into her body, got in touch with her breath, she was able to feel if there were there was a pea many mattresses down. And in the version I heard, there were 21 mattresses. That's quite subtle meditation. <clears throat> so as we deepen our own self-intimacy, we find everything. We find old memories that have been there all along, and they get known. We find spaces in our body that we haven't felt before, spaces in our heart, spaces in our mind. And as we um, spend time with that experience, with intimacy as opposed to reactivity or overwhelm, as we increase our capacity to be with any part of ourselves, it goes from being a hardened pea to sort of it melts, opens, and then integrates. And it becomes a part of the flow of who we are. But it doesn't have such a hard edge. So <clears throat> as you're practicing over this week, um, you might find that you're clearing a lot of peas <laughs> in your system. But that's a, you're opening your system when you do that, coming into places of pain, um, but with some patience and gentleness and capacity to meet that experience and see if you can find contentment even while there's uh, upset happening. Find the breath in the middle of sorrow. Find the breath in the middle of anger. And then as you clear that layer of mattresses, you find that you're floating on 21 mattresses, and that tends to be what we call these beautiful absorption states. So you clear, and then you get to kind of rest on that. And we're like, that's what I want. <laughs> but as you clear that layer, you get more subtle, and then you find another layer of opening that has to happen. And so you might get, you know, seven days of nothing but the mattresses and the floating. You might get seven days of pee clearing <laughs> or some mixture of the two. But most of us start to feel like, what happened? What happened to that beautiful mattress experience I had last sitting? And why am I back into the funk of who I am? I thought I was past this. And really, you're actually going down deeper into yourself, a deeper self-intimacy. And I can tell you that having done a year of practice, there was no end to the peas I had to clear. <laughs> and the Buddha's night of enlightenment, oh, the peas he had to clear, if you know that story. The ar armies of Mara were just throwing peas at him all night long. <laughs> but he was able to meet each one, finally. So you're either clearing or uh, enjoying what you have cleared. And both of those tend to be temporary experiences as you deepen and deepen and deepen. So with that said, are there any questions about the practice or your experience? So the question is about the heart in the body, heart, and mind. 
it may be how to be present with or experience um, the heart quality. And uh, depending on our temperament, <coughs> we might have very clear attention. And yes, I can tell exactly what's happening. That's one type of opening. I can see clearly what's happening. But just because I see clearly doesn't mean I care about what's happening. And so mindfulness um, begins as we, it, it deepens as we both see what's happening and we care about it. And that caring can be just a very present, steady intimacy with things as they are. And as we awaken, we might find that we have more access to clarity first. And then as we spend time, we might find that the warmth and caring comes second. Some of us care a lot about what's happening. And in that caring, we're a bit swirled by what's happening. And as we develop intimacy, we're able to stable and ex uh, stabilize and accept what's happening. And then comes the clarity. And then sometimes we have both. So if you find that um, you're practicing for a while and it feels a little dry. Sometimes that's just the conditions of the moment. Things are a little bit dry, you keep practicing, and then comes the moisture of the caring. But if you're practicing for a while and you feel like you're a bit in a desert where everything is bright and there's a lot of sun of clarity, but it feels stark and you feel like your heart may be not as engaged, it can be important to take time to make sure that your heart qualities of actually caring about what's happening moment by moment are coming along for the ride. Because we can have habits where we've been hurt in the heart, where we keep the heart a little at a distance and really try to solve things just with our, um, our mental space. And some people are so confused by their mental space that they really try to solve most things by their heart quality. But the most profound um, that I've found is when I definitely can feel my body, even if I'm aware of something else, I'm not too far from my body. I'm trying to understand something, and either that the heart is a very big part of that, how I'm understanding, or it's not too far away. And that I have this sort of mental clarity, some perspective of what's happening, or it's not too far away. So either all three are present, the body, the heart, and the mind. Or the other two might be playing a supportive role while the other does the more important work of really opening to your body and making sure that you have a, uh, a compassionate heart or a patient heart or a warm heart. Um, and if that hasn't been, if you've gone a long time without that quality, then it takes some cultivation to make sure that that um, quality of heart and mind are also coming along for the ride. Some people have pain in their heart that they need to spend a little time opening so that it's a part of their mindfulness. And if you know these traditions, usually that's the Brahma-Vihara practices. Those, but that's just to bring that piece in. Did that touch your question? Yeah, thank you. Anyone else? This room is hard to track. <laughs> that's good for my neck. Mm-hmm. 
So in the uh, Anapanasati Sutta, first we get intimate with the breath just as it is. And we get to know long breaths and short breaths and uh, just develop intimacy with the natural breath. And then you can begin to invite a calmer breath. And if you're forcing that, you haven't really come to terms with the breath you have. So you really do need to kind of settle in and be at peace with the breath you have. But then... um, Either by calming the mind or by calming the breath, you're calming your whole system. And so you can invite calm qualities of mind, you can invite calm qualities of body. And you can see if the breath, <clears throat> if the breath is holding a type of, um, if you have a stance in your mind, maybe even a little unconscious of resistance, your breath will reflect that some. And if, if you take a deep breath and relax your body, and see if you can invite your breath to be a little, um, you know, calmer. Calmer might be deeper, or calmer might be uh, slower. Um, you might find that you actually drop into a place of, of greater stillness. If if there's stillness more accessible, you might find that by calming the breath, you arrive there. But if you're intentionally trying to get somewhere and you calm the breath. It's been my experience that I don't go anywhere, and, and there's a sense that I haven't quite accepted the the space I was in. So at first you have to accept things as they are, and then invite the breath to be um, a little more smooth. And that might that might cause a trans a transition into a more calm state. So, yeah. Right. And that's kind of disturbing. So the same thing, just invited to slow. Yeah. It's interesting because I know several variations of that. So it'd be hard to know which one was happening. But, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But there's... um, The... the, our our breath is generated by our nervous system. So the, somehow the breath we have is related to what's going on in our nervous system at that moment. And so if the breath is a little coarse, if, a part, if most of you have relaxed and you find the breath is coarse, then by inviting the breath to be more relaxed, you might be able to invite your mind uh, to be relaxed as well. And if you find that... Um, that very movement of breath um, is somewhat stirring compared to the rest of your body that feels calm. You might be able to guide your attention to other parts of your experience and sort of let the, the coarseness of the breath be elsewhere. But it's been my experience that um, the, the breath can, as, as your mind becomes more settled, and these are sort of very deep states, the breath itself becomes um, as subtle as the state you're in. So it's possible that a part of your mind hasn't uh, actually let go and relaxed because the breath isn't mirroring that. So you might do more sort of global scan to see if there's some part of your mind that's trying to get somewhere or is a little at odds with your experience. And if you could relax that, you might find that the breath mirrors that.
So, uh, do you have any announcements, Richard? Oh, yeah. So, uh, we'd like to find um, practice leaders for the next two sits this morning. So, would there be some, what it entails either, oftentimes it's nice if someone would come sit up and kind of hold the space and ring the bell, but it's also fine if you'd like to take the bell to your sitting spot. So, either way, but would someone, it basically the leader is you ring the bell to end the sit. So, the next sit is uh, the 10.15, ringing the bell to end at 11. So, Stephen, thank you for that one. And would someone in the next, the final sit is 11.45, ring, ends at, thanks, Gay, at 12.30 to go to lunch. Okay, thank you. And interviews are starting in five minutes. <laughs> and so if you're... Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.